And welcome back to another episode of Exposing Ourselves. I'm Travis Riggi, and with me is my good friend... Matt Runquist. Hey, Matt. Hey, Travis. This is the show where we expose each other to new things. Matt, a big music fan, will assign me one of his favorite albums or playlists or bands to listen to each week. And I, a movie buff, will give him one of my favorite films, and we come together on this podcast podcast each week to discuss it all so hey how are you this week i am good this week i had a little bit of a creative breakthrough this week which i was pretty excited about uh so as you know i'm doing a song a week and i um i made up prompts for myself each week to just get me started Mm -hmm. because as you know it's very difficult to if somebody says you can do anything it's very hard to get started so i gave myself Uh, yes yes yeah restrictions i find can be very um uh, they breed they breed creativity restrictions breed creativity. yes yes i agree so uh the the prompt for this upcoming week was metal now uh, you know, metal music. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. I suppose I could have taken it in a different direction and said, oh, it's actually I'm going to choose, you know, stainless steel or whatever. But I did try to write a metal song, but it's actually pretty challenging to do just because a lot of metal revolves around like really technical playing. And I've only been playing guitar for about a year, so I really don't have those skills yet. And so I was feeling mm-hmm. yeah. I was feeling very uh, tense and negative, uh, but I got a little yeah. inspiration from friends and a pep talk. And uh, I came up with something that I'm pretty happy with, and it should come out the day before this episode. So uh, if you guys want to check out pankostankle.bandcamp.com, <laughs> you can hear the song. Yeah, you can hear. There'll be a link in the, uh, in the show notes, probably, yeah. since you're in charge of that. Yeah, and, uh, and you, can, you can listen to my metal song and, and give me kudos. And that's exciting, Matt. And can I say, I, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but Matt wrote the little stinger that you hear on the front and the back end of every episode of this podcast. That's right. Yeah, we wanted some, you know, there, there's a lot to be said about uh, rights-free music, royalty-free music. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's not, I mean, me, I probably would have looked in my little, like, garage band uh, loops mm-hmm. playlists in my computer sim but you actually wrote a thing I did, and i, I did write a every thing. time i hear it i find it delightful oh thanks travis so yeah uh here in la we have had a week of sunshine finally oh, uh, thank we had God. the final <laughs> when we ra- when we recorded our last episode it was raining outside and then the next day i went for my first hike in a while and it's 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 fascinating going for a hike after it rains i personally love it i think Los Angeles is a beautiful city after it rains because the air gets cleaned and everything is just so crisp. And during the winter, you can see on the mountains in the distance, you can see snow and you have several things uh, that you can see from the trail. The Hollywood sign, the Griffith Observatory, downtown, the ocean, all from the top of the trail that you're on. I usually like to do Runyon Canyon and I alternate between that and the Wisdom Tree Trail, which is a really an, another really cool trail here in um, uh, basically in the middle of Hollywood. So uh, so that was fun, and it's interesting too because you can see all these little the rain creates gouges in the earth, mm. basically little little canyons, and you can see miniature you know Grand Canyons just in the dirt yeah. on the trail, and uh, mm. it's it's really fascinating how much how much earth gets moved in a fairly short amount of time. Like you're talking a week of rain 
Yeah, you can definitely. Uh, the American West is definitely a place where you can see erosion in action, and you can see, you can understand how the scientists figured out the processes of erosion in in the American West because yeah. it all happens very very quickly on a very small scale. So quick. Yeah. It um, it is nice to see those not so grand canyons all over the place. Yeah. Well, I did. I finally. Uh, so I was telling you I was using i'm i've got you on a um on a little selfie stick that i ordered so i'd actually gone for a hike on i think friday a week a week ago plus a couple days and uh, we had like two days of of non-rain and so i saw those little rivulet the little canyons uh, that were there then and so i tried to put my phone down kind of inside wanted to do this kind of like walking through the canyon thing but i was hunched over and i couldn't walk while i so i bought this selfie stick online and it is first i went to wire cutter to like look for best selfie stick and they <laughs> recommended this one and it actually is pretty nice it, it does extend and on the bottom of it it has a tripod the uh the the the, the shutter button is bluetooth which is not unusual but it also is removable so you can set it up on a tripod and then take the shutter button with you away a few feet and use it that way the mount rotates so you can do things vertically or horizontally which is great and the sides of the mounts are a soft shoe on one side and a uh, one quarter inch screw on the other so you can mount things to it should you want to but i just think it's a really well designed well thought out <laughs> selfie stick and it was only i don't know 10 15 bucks nice on amazon anyway so um i bought that and had it delivered like the next day because I was going to go back to the trail on Monday and do these videos where I lower the camera down into the trench sure. and do this kind of walking through the trench. And I took a few of them and nice. they are pretty cool. Oh, trying to figure exciting. out how to upload them to, um, to Instagram with the slow motion effect intact that I did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't figure out how to do that right now. If, if anybody knows, please reach out to us. Oh, how can they reach out to us? How can they reach out to us? Well, I don't know if you know this, Travis, but hmm? we now have a Facebook page for the Exposing Ourselves podcast. I do know that because I did it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're I, the one. I felt it was my turn to pull my own weight and oh. do a little thing because you, you do most of the uh, work on this podcast, I, I, I think. I do the audio editing and the posting, you know, but you're you're a busy yeah. man, so... I am I am a little busy, but we now have not only a, a Facebook page, which is exposing ourselves if you search on Facebook, but an email address. Oh, if nice. you wanted to email us at exposing ourselves podcast at gmail dot com, you can do that, and we would love to hear from you oh, if man. you are listening to this podcast. Just think, you could be the first person to send us an <gasps> email. Like that could be, be you great. right now. Well, not right now, but amazing. wherever you're listening or whenever you're listening, you could be the first person and we would absolutely read your email on the podcast if it's not obscene. I mean, yeah, not the maybe I can't promise to read the entirety of it, but uh, yeah, I would certainly, certainly love if, to we'll if, get the gist. If somebody commits to the bit, I, I might just go ahead and read it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I would love to. Uh, I would love to get an email from a uh, listener, and uh, and we do have listeners, which is also wonderful. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, I think we we each probably need to be a little <laughs> more diligent in promoting this, but uh, it's you still know, early days. I don't I don't like clogging up my feed too much, and I'm also happy to think. Oh, you know, a month or two from now, we'll have a nice, you know, backlog of of 
episodes because one of the things I love when I discover a podcast that I like is to go ahead and you know eat up all the episodes and interesting. And so I'm the opposite. Yeah. I don't. Uh, you like you I do like get behind being on on there. I am a I am a little bit of a conundrum uh, for myself because I am a completist kind of like I don't like starting something in the middle, but with a podcast sometimes you have to and. Uh, I, I also like to be, I, here's my bigger, my bigger necessity on these, like my little OCD with podcasts. I like to listen to them in order. And so if I get behind because I'm busy with schoolwork or work or whatever, I am right now listening to podcasts that are a month old. Uh-huh. And so I'm listening to Marketplace talk about what's happening in December <laughs> And uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what what's going to happen to the economy? And well, I could find out. For those of us who don't have any money to invest, it's probably a good thing that that all of the investment advice is is too old to act on, anyways. Do you know? Yeah, uh, I have no business listening to a show about money, and, but I've been <laughs> listening to it since 2006, and I I find Marketplace to be interesting because not only do I do I gain that knowledge for a time when I do have money to invest, should that ever happen? But it's about the economy rather than money and investing, right? And so, and the economy touches everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in this, it, it's almost a good worldwide view at the economy. So I do watch that and or listen to that. And uh, I've also been watching a lot of YouTube lately again. I gotta, I gotta admit, I gotta go back. I love the idea that you're a completist about about marketplace of all things, which is a very in the moment sort of newsy podcast. Yeah. Uh, I love I love the idea that you're like, no, I got yes, I got to no find sense. out I got to find out what happened on December 27th. Do you though? Yeah, no, when really? I'm really no, when I'm really hard pressed, <laughs> I I do delete uh you know, if I if I'm more than a month behind, yeah. I'll delete a month. Okay. And and like but get caught up. Yeah. It is it is weird. And I don't do that for the shorter podcasts like Marketplace Tech is only 5 minutes long each episode or something like that. So that's easy enough to like breeze through a bunch of episodes. It really sucks when I get behind on like uh, Science Friday because that's two hours a week. Oh my! Uh, well, I will. You know, actually, so since we're since we're wrapping other podcasts right now, I I would like to give a shout out to uh, MPR, which is Minnesota Public Radio. Their oh. uh, current song of the day. So NPR, the current is like their music station in the Twin Cities. They have a song of the day podcast and. I can tell you, I, it's easy to get behind on it because, man, it's a new song every day, and holy cow. But I I sort of rediscovered, I was downloading it for a while. I rediscovered it a year or two later. And, boy, the hit rate on great songs in that podcast is very, very high. A lot of really great stuff that I, uh, you know, ended up lo- loving for years and years later. Uh, so NPR current song of the day. Obviously, but it's, it's only new. Three... It's new podcasts, right? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a new podcast. I oh, mean, I mean, sorry, not new podcasts, but new songs. New songs, yeah, uh, yeah, new they're... songs. Every single, I think it's Monday through Friday, uh, and it's really, really fantastic. So, as the as the resident music guy here, uh, I, I thought I would wrap that. So, what I would love to do at some point, and we're too early in the episode or in the podcast now, but at some point, what I would love to do is an episode where you suggest the music and I suggest the movie. Oh, we oh should interesting. Have, so we should have opposite day. 
every yeah once no in a while. and I was thinking of another kind of special episode a very special episode of Ooh. exposing ourselves where we recommend something that neither of us have seen so you recommend a band or something that you've been <laughs> wanting to listen to but haven't and I recommend a movie that I've been wanting to watch but haven't okay and we both experienced a thing. For the first time. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. Early on, you mentioned something about me recommending a movie to you that was bad. And, and I just, I think it's clear to, important to clarify that I will never recommend a movie to you that I don't like. Okay. And I think the opposite is true as well. You yeah. won't recommend. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, j- that doesn't necessarily track that you will like it or that I will right. like your music. But as we've discovered, but yeah, uh, yeah I won't ever purposefully <laughs> recommend like all right the toxic avenger or something well Although that's not a bad that's not a bad that's a bad example because i gotta say i like the toxic avenger and they're toxic. remaking it they're rebooting it um well it's a valuable ip you know uh all right so let's get into it travis we we've we've had enough uh yes you know, we've had enough uh, kicking off me... the dust and and uh, shaking our lapels. What, what, what yeah, we, and I, what, what I'd like to do week? in the future as well is uh, I would like to uh, to maybe we should tease what we're going to be talking about uh, oh, earlier in okay. the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, for now, what we're going to talk about is uh, you assigned me uh, the band AJR. Hey, he <gasps> I got, got it. it right. All right. Yes, I, I did it. assign And AJR. I assigned you the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So uh, which do you want to talk about first? I'm happy to go either way, although... <laughs> He's not happy to I go either way. I do want to say... No, 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 no. It's not about AJR. It's about, it's about the Spider-Verse. And I just want to ask you to be gentle if you didn't like it. Because... Because... <laughs> You, I, I didn't ask you that last year because um, be, I, w- last week with everything everywhere all at once, and I think maybe I just assumed you'd like it or or not. Have I? But I so let me ask you this because I've not liked a couple of the movies now. Have I been ungentle? I um, so with 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 Empire of the Sun, for example, you were harsher than I thought you were going to be, and. And that movie has a special place in my heart. Now, this is the downside of always recommending movies that I like. Because See, if you this, don't like them, that yeah, can hurt well, me a little bit. I mean, I would say this is the great thing about it is we can really watch your feelings just get, like, crushed and rolled up and, you know, uh, turned into a candy bar that's, for the rest of us to eat. fun for me. Well, I know. But we got to get listeners somehow. you got to teach the controversy, yeah. right? Okay. So, while we're on the subject, let's rip off the Band-Aid. What did you think of Spider-Man every... uh, (laughs) Spider-Man everywhere. You know what it is? All at once. It's Spider-Man everything everywhere all at once. But it no Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. All of the Spider-Mans everywhere. Actually, in one specific place. That's all of the Oh, and just wait till the sequel. Okay. So, um, I'm going to preface this with... Uh, a reminder to everyone that's listening that I historically do not like superhero films. Uh-huh. And this is a superhero film. Uh, it's an animated yeah. one. And it's yeah. got it's got some quirks, some different things. But I got to say that it largely didn't work for me. Um, the things that I don't like about... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he's... he's, he's Potentially going to fall off his chair backwards. Um, I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. It is not anywhere near uh, 
you know, I, I would say the things that I didn't like about it are very normal things that I just don't like about superhero movies. Um, you know, there there is a an emphasis on, like, chaotic action that I found to be really hard to watch. Like, there's stuff flying everywhere. There's people flying everywhere. There's, you know, punchlines being yelled. And uh, the action sequences in particular are just, they're just too much for me, right? I just, they're, they're just chaotic. And, and I, I can't, I can't get behind them. I don't feel like a sense of like danger or uh, reality to them. And, and I realize it's a superhero movie, right? There is no reality. It's also animated. It. Right. It's, and it's animated. Right. And I think you had the hope and I had the hope that because it was animated, I would be like, okay, well this isn't, you know, this isn't real or whatever, but there's, um, there's just a, at a lot of points in this movie, I will say this, this movie is best when it slows down. Um, the stuff between Miles and his father, the stuff between Miles and his uncle, those those scenes that were treated with emotion, right, were, I thought, the best scenes in the movie by far. Um, Which, I mean, I in my opinion, has been, is a fair bit of the movie as far as, like, I feel like even... They even managed to get emotion into the action scenes, which uh, I I thought was really impressive when I watched that movie. Um, now I am I am just so curious about your distaste for for superhero movies, and mm-hmm. I and I use air quotes there, yeah, because you do. We've established that you liked the Matrix, yep, and that you liked. Uh, RoboCop, mm-hmm. and those two off the top of my head are examples of superhero movies. But well, they're, they're... okay, so there's a couple things at work there. One, so what's different? Well, there's a you. couple of things at work there, right? The Matrix is 24 years old. Um, RoboCop is 35 years old. I'm, and I, think I would... that's kind of irrelevant. No, it's not irrelevant because I was a different person then when I saw those movies for the first oh, time. Oh, you! I, I personally was in a different place, right? Um, but I, but I don't mm. think I don't think it's at all true that movies haven't also changed. I mean, I think uh, really no, with no, the rise of the it's Marvel, not what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. I'm not saying that the movie movies haven't changed. Obviously, they have. But to put to put out a blanket statement that you don't like superhero movies. I want to kind of get to the, 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 the real, what don't you like? Like, what is it? Is it? I think the, the prioritization over the prioritization of action that has no weight or consequence over story. But I don't think you can say that about this particular superhero movie. I think, I think that the well, action is very consequential, and 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 it's all rooted in relationships that the characters have with other, with each other, and other and other people in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much I want to get into like sort of defending. <laughs> 
my dislike of it. I it just doesn't work for me, right? Like mm. I the I could never really tell you what's going on in any of the action sequences, right? There's just like people like flying across the screen. There's and in this movie, so one of the things that this movie has that regular live a, live action movies doesn't is it has a lot of like color changing and like flashing, right? that sort of obscures what exactly is going on on the screen as well. Um, And I understand the choice there to make it, you know, this is a comic book movie explicitly and, you know, we're animated, right? So we can like do sort of comic booky things like, you know, have the screen change color when somebody gets punched or, or whatever. Um, They also use this really fantastic thing. I'm sorry, uh, but they do a couple of amazing things in this movie that have never been done before. Uh, that to my knowledge anyway they use um, they you know how a comic book is printed with three colors basically right and they use those three colors to mimic every color and um, and so they use that in the movie and so they will create like a a color offset yeah. in order to in order to essentially do rack focusing yeah. so but instead of being out of focus the colors are out of sync yeah. And I found that, like, when I first watched it, I thought I was accidentally watching a 3D movie yeah. that, was, that was wrong. But then I realized what they were doing, and it kind of blew my mind. The yeah. other thing is they actually change animation styles depending on the scene and depending on the character, yeah. which I thought was really, really fascinating. No, and, there's uh, a lot to love. There's absolutely a lot to love about this movie. It's gorgeous right this is a beautifully beautifully animated film the combination of the different animation styles you know of of the spider people from different worlds uh the yes the color separations thing there's a lot of really gorgeous stuff happening uh it's a it's a beautiful beautiful movie that is a feast for the eyes right but it just it was too much for you. I, I, so hmm. yeah, I mean the the thing that really stands out is the action sequences. There are uh, I have I have questions about the multiverse that I don't feel like I really want the answers to. Um, I did like a lot of. I mean, I like the idea that Spider Man can be anyone. But I found their mechanic of having the different Spider-Men each do a nearly identical intro to be super obnoxious right off the bat. Um, but and they I'll... change it. It evolves as they go. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Um, uh, okay. Well, the, I... Okay. Here, and here's another knock that I have on super superhero oh. films. And I think this is part of why... Um, what's the Infinity Gauntlet thing? What's the the ending movie? Sure, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War, okay. Um, I think the reason that that was so successful is that it finally managed to tell a superhero story that's not an origin story, right? There's, like, so many uh, superhero stories that are just, like, a retelling of the origin story with, like, a detail changed. And I find that... Like, is there really no other interesting movie to tell about a superhero? And maybe it's true. Like, maybe there just aren't interesting. Well, actually, that's not true. I think some of the Alan Moore stuff is interesting. Uh, um, and the what's the show on HBO or Pri- Prime Video with the... Uh, Invincible? Yes. Bad. Inv- Invincible. Invincible like, is the animated one or there's... And um, the live action the... one. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. What? 
Why can't I think of it? Um, I did a sketch about it. <laughs> that one is also really good. They, their season two is coming out. They're starting to do boys, ramp up bad press. Boys, the boys, bad boys. yeah, no, the, the boys. boys, yeah, the boys, the Never boys. Uh, I also enjoy the boys a lot of it. Uh, although interesting, um, because they're because they're finally a story that isn't just like this is how I became a superhero and now I'm good, right? Like there's something more going on there, and and unfortunately, like is into the spider verse is kind of like okay well now we've got six origin stories in the same movie see it's different right and i didn't i didn't like that (sighs) (laughs) i'm absolutely leaving that whole pause in (laughs) (laughs) uh well uh well I, i i this is going to affect uh the future of the show a bit um, <laughs> <laughs> because I was fairly sh- confident that yeah. this was going to be a, a low hanging fruit. One of the best superhero movies I've seen in, uh, in 20 years. Can I tell and you the I've truth? watched this movie over and over again, at least five times. Can I tell you the truth? And find new stuff to appreciate. No, you shut okay. up. <laughs> I have, and and so I I really uh, I I I have great respect. Like it was nominated, it won best animated film, and I thought it should have been nominated for best picture. And it only wasn't because it had a best animated film category that was I think maybe reintroduced for it or something. I don't remember. Uh, but regardless, I think that um, there are a couple movies, and I'll just get them out of the way right now that I won't recommend. And I was planning on uh, I was planning on giving you uh, somehow finding a way to get into having you watch Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame. I won't do that now. I there was a um, something else that I wanted you to watch that was if oh well, Spider Man No Way Home. I also think was best picture worthy, and it didn't even get a nomination. It's the one that. It's the one that was the culmination of the live-action Spider-Man um, movies, and it did something really incredible recently. Um, and so, but I won't, I won't make you watch that. Um, what were you going to say? Well, the, no, the <laughs> truth is, is that I was also very disappointed. Like I wanted, I wanted to like this movie, Travis. I was rooting for it. I was, I thought you set it up really well i thought it was a good choice i thought oh man i'm excited you know i'm excited to watch this superhero film that everybody has said good things about and i haven't been excited to watch a superhero film since the joss whedon adventures which was the one that everybody was like this is the best superhero movie of all time of course that's the other fun thing about being somebody who doesn't watch superhero movies is like every year or at worst, every other year, somebody's like, "This is the best superhero movie of all time," right? It's it it happens very well, very regularly. They do manage. Yeah, they, they, they do release about to, fourteen um, of them a year, so you know. No, not that many, but they do. They do reinvent the uh, sometimes the formula a little bit, or tweak it in a way that feels fresh and new. And uh, I thought that that was true of this movie. The writing I thought was really uh, smart in this movie, and also the. The acting, like there's a there's a bit that I go to where uh, for the comedy of it, um, John Mulaney, who I love, plays Spider Ham, 
And there's a line where he comes in, he's like introduced to everybody and his hand is dripping wet and he goes in for a handshake and does this great Looney Tunes move handshake. And he, uh, he goes, he goes, um, I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. And I thought that that was like the delivery of that line if, if on paper it's I just washed my hands, that's why they're wet. But it wasn't. It was. It was as if I don't know. Just the delivery made it so much funnier. And um, uh, yeah, I, it's one I of got, many. In I moments. mean, I love John Mulaney, uh, both as a voice actor and a stand-up, and as a person. No, uh, <laughs> and uh, and Spider Ham didn't work for me at all. Hmm. I. I mean, hmm. it was intended to feel like it was trucked in from another movie specifically to, I think, demonstrate the point that this that the multiverse is really multiverse. It's the hot dog fingers of the movie. Right. And for me, that character was too fourth wall breaking, like in a movie hmm. that in a movie that repeatedly breaks the fourth wall like that one was just like, oh, God, we just want to we got you know, we got John Mulaney and we were like, yeah, let's let's write something for him. Right. But it like it doesn't fit with okay. anything else. So, um, look, I'm I'm going to choose to look on the bright side of this oh. and uh, and say that now I know enough about your tastes yeah. that I won't have to be so horribly crushed in the future okay. as I am feeling at this moment. Uh, <laughs> okay. oh, it's, look, it's just a movie. I, I really don't a- actually have that much invested in it. I was, I had no part of this movie. And so um, I'm not super, uh, I'm not. Um, oh my God. Let's move on. Do you let's really want to move on? You don't want to rate it? Oh no! I don't want to hear what you. Ra- I don't want to hear your rating. No, no? I don't. Uh, look, I, I'll take off my headphones, and you can say it to your. Uh, you can say it to your camera. Okay, uh, go ahead. Go so ahead. So my rating for this. Oh film... shit! Now it's coming now because <laughs> I unplugged my AirPods coming out of my phone. Um, oh, foiled by right. high technology. Can you mute yourself? No, man. Look, just put uh, it in the this, show notes. If yeah, anybody this cares. Rating. Well, what's your rating for this movie? It's it's a ten. This is a perfect movie. For this me. is a ten. It's yep. not even a nine. Nope. Wow. Oh God. I feel I feel really really bad yeah. about giving it. Pretty shitty, doesn't it? I feel really <laughs> bad about giving it a four. Yeah. 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 Oh, All right. Man. Great. Well, got that out of the way. <laughs> Let's talk about AJR. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Guys, I I. Really hope this is a little bit of a put on because <laughs> you like I I I don't know how I could have any better prepared you for the fact that I don't like superhero movies other than repeatedly because and in it's a because sm- I we've already established that there are superhero movies you do like but you don't dislike them because they're not comic book movies and there's something different and I don't know what it is and I want to get to the bottom of it I think it's psychological and I oh, think it's maybe so. deep inside your brain Matt. But I was so ready I, to like this movie, Travis. I was so I know, ready to I like know. it. I, I like. I'm not. I'm not. Is. I'm not. But you also I'm not putting the Incredibles, you on at all. right? You said that. I loved the Incredibles. The Incredibles is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this is that different from 
that for you. Um, anyway, but that's fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're going to another topic. AJR, <laughs> the band. AJR, Three the brothers. Band. Three living brothers. Living in New York. Okay. Okay. He's give gonna, us a, Travis give us a is going to do his own intro for this one. Yep. No, you do it. You do it. It's your, it's your, it's your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh the week before we did heim and then this week i decided i wanted to stick with the family band uh formula and so this time we did three brothers ajr who uh i don't know if they still live together they probably don't now that they have some money but they used to live in an apartment in new york and they still use it as their recording studio They've released a series, they self-released a series of albums, and then now they're on a major label, but they're still uh, recording together and being a big family. They tour, they tour arenas now. They are a big, big band that are kind of doing it their own way, creating sort of a, I would say, pop, but not coming at it straight on. What'd you think? So I had never heard of this band before you recommended it, but that's not unusual for me and, uh, and our, like you know, a little thing that we've got going on here. Uh, and I, what's funny is that I, going off of Heim, I, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, especially given the connection that you made between them. But I will say that um, I thought that this was a really good playlist that you put together. And I, I really liked it. Oh, Wow. That I I feel I don't know me. why I feel bad about really liking it, but because <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of wanted to give you a little comeuppance, but uh, no, you did a great job, and uh, I find this to be I found it to be uh, fairly delightful both times. Uh, I listened to it. I listened to Bang right away because you said maybe you'll know this song. I did not. But okay. I listened to it and then immediately watched the music video, which I found very uh, inventive and creative. Okay. Um, and then I went on a hike on Monday, listened to the whole album, and then listened to the whole album again today while I was doing my laundry. And I found it, I found it great. Awesome. I really liked it. Uh, I think that not all of it is going to be in my in my playlist in the future. Like, I thumbs up one song today that i was like doing my laundry and the song came on and i found myself dancing and i'm like oh, nice. oh, there you go give that a thumbs up do you and remember that was which karma. song it was oh karma yeah. Yeah. yeah karma there are also i i i didn't peg it when i was listening to it uh today but i do remember when i was on my hike and when i'm on my hike i can really kind of pay attention there's really nothing else to do but pay attention to what's in your ears and there was a couple of very inventive moments that i liked mm-hmm. one of them was either vocally or lyrically i can't remember honestly but the other was a piece of instrumental work that i really liked and it was i just remember what happened i don't remember what song it was but there was this moment where they start playing uh, a riff and it starts as like a trumpet and then moves into like a guitar it mm-hmm. basically changes three or four instruments in the course of the rift oh wow and kind of morphs between the instruments and i was like that's really interesting yeah. and i haven't heard that before and it didn't feel pretentious here's the thing last week my criticism of heim was that they were too much overproduced mm-hmm. etc this band is very heavily produced there's a yeah. lot going on oh my god but it so felt much going on it felt much more deliberate mm-hmm. 
And there are moments when they take away all the stuff. Yeah. And focus on a, a, a lyric or a piece of music or something. And it all felt uh, much more, um, like I said, deliberate is the word I, I think I will use on that. And so uh, I really liked it. I liked the sound of the guy's voice. The songs were a little bit different as far as mm-hmm. um, none of them were, you know, I didn't, I, I felt like I was listening to a different song every time, but I liked each song. Uh, some of them like Netflix trip was a bit uh, unexpected where basically it's a whole song about all the things that happened to him during the course of watching the office on Netflix. <laughs> right. Uh, which interesting side note here. I have, I work with two girls, two women who are, obsessed with the office they have each watched it multiple times and i thought oh you guys will love this song mm-hmm. and i mentioned it to them and they both or at least one of them said oh no i hate ajr <laughs> and so i thought that was interesting but this is also the same girl uh who couldn't get through everything everywhere all at once so oh okay well i mean i think that's that's probably a good uh a good guess that somebody would like the song netflix trip if they if they were a big office fan it it i thought because it's a song about being an office fan right you know and and especially for a particular well that's on the surface you know it does have like an under an underneath message which i thought was really nice it's not because it could just be a song about loving the office and enough people would watch it, but this has more to it, and I think that's what resonated with me. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think lyrically, AJR is uh, quite a bit... I would say they're sort of closer... If I was going to make a comparison, they're a lot closer to the Decemberists than somebody like Yaysayer, right? So you... Hmm. You know, Yaysayer is is good and lyrically rich, but also kind of um, never very direct, Right. AJR can be can be pretty direct about what they're talking about sometimes. You know, I'm thinking of a song like the world's smallest violin. Right. Like, what's that? about? Yeah. You know, like that's, you know, oh, you feel sorry for yourself. Right. And, uh, you know, they're well, not feeling sorry for yourself. It, I think what I got from that song was that it was more about how we we have a we we have an instinct to feel sorry for ourselves because our lives aren't as important or as meaningful or as or as deep as what we perceive our you know fathers and grandfathers lives to have been but it's okay that the things we care about now are the things we care about and right i think it had that kind of deeper message and uh, uh it was yeah, like like i said it was a little deeper yeah um, no they work on multiple levels for sure but i i guess what i'm saying is just that like Lyrically, they are pretty direct, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I and I think that um, I I did like the poetry of the song. There were there were a lot of great like poetic lyric moments, and I think that remembering my uh, my critique of the Decemberists and that they were a little was it this Decemberists? I was like yeah. I, I felt that they were too too cutesy poetry like they were trying to be deep whereas this just felt like good poetry like yeah here's the thing i you know how when you're listening to a a very competent musician play the violin or something like you're you're like oh they're they're very good they're technically very good but then you can listen to someone and be like oh they're a virtuoso yeah they are brilliant in this they have found the thing that they are brilliant at and honestly i felt that 
I, I feel like these guys are kind of brilliant at what they do. Yeah. And, no, um, absolutely. You know, I, I said this many times, but I don't think I've ever said it to you. I enjoy watching just about anything being done as well as it can be done. And what yeah. I mean by that is, is like, if somebody is the best monster truck driver in the world, I want to see that because it's super mm-hmm. fun to see somebody do this crazy thing insanely well, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, and that's true in music too, right? Like sometimes something won't necessarily resonate with you, uh, but like these guys are songwriters through and through, and it's just really kind of a joy. Even if I don't, you know, like I don't have depression, I don't connect with that. I I didn't I didn't sort of float through my twenties uh, outside of a relationship, right? Like you know, they talk about these mm. sort of they do talk about a, like a lot of millennial sort of classic things right and sure I, and as and, a millennial i connected very deeply with some of that messaging <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's why i liked it so much yeah well as we all know the millennials definitely started in like 1975 so that's yeah <laughs> that's definitely what happened um uh, i get what you're saying you, you yeah, can push back against but, that but no not no, at you're all. right i, I am I wouldn't I, dream of we it. are firmly generation x uh, yeah but uh you know, even though I don't personally, um, you know, identify with a lot of the song topics, I enjoy listening to them. I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy feeling like, oh, wow, these guys are addressing something that isn't addressed in a, you know, four minute pop song about how much you love the boy next to you in school or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Like the, yeah. they do really get into some deeper topics in a way that doesn't feel preachy or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, they're, they're really cool. Yeah, I, I, no, I really did enjoy it, and uh, I will, uh, I would absolutely, I would listen to them again in a heartbeat. If I had, uh, you know, if I, I just generally don't listen to music unless you know assigned it. But yeah, if I had a long road trip and uh, wanted to bring along a, a playlist, I would put this on it. Again, I think we should start putting together a playlist for your next serious relationship. That's what we should do. We should put together Travis's mixtape for a boy or potentially a girl. Uh, probably a you boy. Know, probably a boy. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, we could put <laughs> them on there. Let me ask you, uh, wh- what do you think about um, Dear Winter, the last song? Yeah, so I was just going to bring that up. I found that okay. – uh, I, I was listening to that, and I think it's an interesting song because – one of the things I liked about it was that it was um, uh, you don't know what it's about yeah. when you're first listening to it. And so uh, in, uh, several things are revealed in the course of listening to the song, which I found yeah. uh, very spoiler, interesting. Spoilers for the song Dear Winter here. But, I, yeah, I want to talk about this one a little bit more in depth. So go ahead. Yeah, well, so uh, in the it starts with you know just dear winter and you uh, and I hope you like that name and so and it starts with that but then you realize that uh, that he's talking to a um, uh, you know and I I would have thought that winter is a girl's name so I was thinking oh he's talking to some girl that he likes and uh, but then what you realize is he's actually talking to a child and then it's his child and then you realize it's his child that hasn't been born yet because he hasn't even found his girl yeah, right. that he's going to father this child with yeah. and so it's a very interesting like uh like hopeful looking into the future but also like 
angsty. Like, yeah, you know, it's the, it's the fact a very that this person has song. angst at this point in his life about messing up, about you know, effing up his future child with the wrong name right. that he hasn't even met his his girlfriend yet. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, and it's funny. It's a it's a you know a twist song, right? But it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't ever feel like it's a twist that's meant to like deceive you or pull the rug out from under you. Cause you know, a lot of times when you're watching like television, you know, it's like, Oh, twist, 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 twist. And then we've got one more twist at the end. And it, it never feels like honestly earned by the story. It just feels like, ha ha, we, we showed you a bunch of misinformation and then we tricked you. Right. And this feels more like it feels more genuine. Right. Like, yeah, it's I, like I, eventually I, I want to be a dad and I hope I'm a good one. Yeah. And I should probably find somebody to do that with first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and there's which, an interesting don't thing, we like, all I'm, get ahead of ourselves sometimes. Like, don't we all sort of like we worry absolutely. about things that are not in front of us. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, and it's interesting because I I've always I've always thought I'd be a great dad and um, but have long since kind of put aside the notion that I would ever be able to be one, especially now that, you know, I'm in my mid 40s and I'm not currently in any sort of relationship and, you know, still a struggling actor. But I wonder how that uh, that resonated with you. And you have a daughter that you had. I do have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I was 25 when I had my daughter. Um, I, you know, I think I, I found this song enjoyable and clever and I, it is, you do have, you know, feelings about your potential kid when you're, when you're in your twenties, right? You, you know, what, what am I going to do? What is my life going to be like? How am I going to be a good dad? I, I got to tell you, Travis, as a father, you never find out. Like you never find out if you're a good dad or not, right? You're just your kid grows hmm. up, and like people, people say things. People will tell me, "Oh, you're such a good dad," and I'm always just like, "Am I though? Do you? I, I, what, what's your evidence?" Right? I always want to like start interrogating them when they say you're mm-hmm. a good dad. Mm-hmm. What What are you basing that on? How many times have we met? Have you met my daughter? Have you met me? Right? Like. And you look very serious right now, but this is meant to be a little bit funny because it like just pops into my head. Like, what what are you like? What are you talking about? I'm a good dad. How would you know? You don't see me. That's interesting that you don't. don't. But no, I think that that's also interesting that you don't take people's word for it. Now, I feel like the best person to to give you that review would be your daughter. Would you believe her if she said if she said it? If she said it, I would believe it. But I, you know, I don't know that that would ever But she happen. never has? <laughs> <laughs> well, she says she loves me, but that's because eh. I force her to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not the same thing. Do you want your money this month? Well, no. That's... Hmm. You don't get an All allowance? Right. <laughs> uh, I think I did at one point, but it go. was a long time ago. Well, yeah. she's in college. I spent now, it on so. Transformers. There you go. Used Transformers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, folks. Is there anything sad Uh, in a used Transformer? No. uh, That's not a sad thing. I was giving life to to robots that needed a home. Um, Robots in disguise. Uh, There you go. (laughs) So I would give this... uh, I'm going to rate this. I'm going to rate this album, and I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, it's It's pretty darn good. I would, yeah, I would be in that same or a range. Playlist, I guess uh, I would say this is more of an eight for me. I I really like AJR, but they're not 
Like, I don't throw on AJR albums, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. It is interesting because there was uh, there is an element to it um, where these aren't singable songs, really. Like the, they're complex yeah. melodically, and I yeah. found uh, I found myself I had I had a tune in my head after listening to them, uh, and it might have been it might have been bang actually that yeah. kind of but it wasn't really a melody. It's just that da 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 da. You know. Um, and so I kind of had that in my head, but it's not really something that I would be like singing. Yeah. So there is that. And I do like a singable song. Yeah. But I also listen to Blondie, and she's hard to sing too. So that's true. What are you going to do? Debbie Harry. Yeah. Yep. All right. So yeah, what's, uh, that's it for this week's uh, reviews. That's uh, eat for this. That's eat. That's eat. That's eat for this that's week's eat. reviews. That's all. That's all we got for that's these. That's all we have. I don't know. All right. Uh, sure, so yeah, what, the end what's, of the what's section of the show. on the menu for next week? Now that I've completely, right. now that I've thrown your list of movies in the trash, yeah. Uh, yeah. stomped on it, threw lighter fluid yeah. on it, and set it on fire. Yes. What you have? What? Uh, <laughs> what's what's no. up? Uh, do you have no, something you tell to pick me. up? What's... No, I'm going to wait till you. I, oh, okay. Um, I right. have an idea. I have. Okay. Uh, I do have a little bit of a plan that is s- thrown into slight disarray based okay. on today's okay. episode. I can't believe you ever thought you were going to get me to Infinity War, right? Like, I believe that, you know, I, I understand why you gave me Spider-Verse. I thought, okay, yeah, this makes sense, right? This is... He knows the kind of movies that I like and the kind of superhero movies that I like. Going off of everything everywhere I, all at once, I thought maybe yeah. it was a good transition. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. I don't know how you ever thought, you know what? I'm going to be able to get this guy who avowedly All right. Dislikes. Can we let it go, please? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> do you know Carly Rae Jepsen? Or, and the song? I've heard of her. Uh, oh, she did uh, Call Me Maybe. Call Me Maybe. Have you ever heard the entire album that Call Me Maybe is on? I have not. I've heard All that right. one song several times. <laughs> several times. Would you like me well, to take and that also song several... off the playlist? <laughs> well, my, um, my ex-boyfriend uh, asked me to edit a video for a parody song that he did called Hold My Baby. Uh-huh. And it's delightful. And okay. you should watch it. It's a, okay. basically a girl fight song. And okay. like... Um, about you know two girls in a parking lot fighting. And one right. of them's like, "Hold my baby." I am and, familiar uh, with the concept of a girl fight. Yes. Okay, great. So that's what it's about, <laughs> and it's fun. You should you should look up "Hold My Baby," Carly. I don't know how you would find it on YouTube, but find it. <laughs> Call me baby parody. Hold my baby. I don't know. Uh, Hayes Burton uh, is the person who sang it. So. All right. Uh, so anyways, I've got a playlist, which is uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's first album. I, so Carly Rae, uh, that album came out about 12 years ago. Um, You're signing me her whole debut album? Yes. I thought about doing a playlist with some of her more recent stuff on it. But the truth about Carly Rae Jepsen is I am obsessed with that first album. I absolutely Interesting. love it. Absolutely the album love as it. a whole is it's a pretty so, good collection oh, of songs. It is pop banger after pop banger. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Interesting. So when did, that, that, when did that come out? Uh, I, can, I can look. It's around 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. I was... I was there, there are things that I was going to ask if you had seen. Okay. Um, 
and I'm ready. I don't my body is what ready. They were off the top oh. of my head. Huh? I said my body is ready, and then you said you don't remember what they are. <laughs> no, and I honestly, my mind was wiped blank by this, uh, by this, <laughs> by this cruel, cruel iniquity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, this I did have a spare slander. I did have an idea, a spare idea, and I think I might just pull this out because uh, we are getting into award season. And uh, did you see? Did you see the first Avatar? Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen the second one, though? No. I don't really watch movies in the theater. And I'm not going to make you watch it because it was only okay. And honestly, I just watched a a screener for it because I had seen it in 3D and had really, really disliked the high frame rate presentation of it. Uh, they it has bits that are in forty eight frames per second and it and it just looked like a very expensive video game. The graphics were amazing, but it didn't look real to me. And so I thought, oh, maybe it'll be better watching it in two D. I watched it on my small screen at home, you know, my twenty seven inch iMac thing, and it was visually it was less disturbing. But now I was able to pay attention to the plot and the story and there are so many problems with the script and James Cameron is not the best writer even though I love 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 his directorial stuff but I asked you that because we've established that you've seen almost all of his other stuff so yes um okay so but 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 focusing more on like drama and award stuff do you remember a couple of years ago there was a whole big thing a kerfuffle when um La La Land was announced to have won the Academy Award. And when everybody from La La Land was up on stage, someone was like, uh, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. It was actually Moonlight. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, So interestingly enough, I did not think either of those movies should have won the Oscar that year. I am going to assign you the The movie that I thought should have won Best Picture for that year, which is a movie called Lion. Which stars Dev Patel and uh, I think, um, uh, uh, why am I spacing on her name? The AMC, AMC lady, uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I was spacing on that. My, I think I just had a, a aneurysm on, on air. Um, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, this is how much you pained me today, Matthew. You have taken away my my parts of my brain that I use. Anyway, so I I can I ask you how could I have been more more gentle? That's what I really want to know. I I don't know. You could have I, given I mean, it a higher score, possibly. So like, basically, what you're saying, you know what? In the future, just lied. say lie to me. Just say lie to me, <laughs> honey. I'm gonna need you to lie to me. <laughs> yes oh man oh speaking of which that's a great line from the season finale of or the series finale of angel by the way have you ever watched angel i have not oh did you ever watch buffy i did not okay well okay um moving on so lion is a movie where uh it basically is a based on a true story about this young indian boy who is uh he grows up in India in a poor neighborhood, and it's this type of place where you don't have uh, streets names, you know, and you don't have you you just you stay close to your house and you stay with your older brother, and and you're safe. He gets separated from his older brother and gets on the wrong train, and the train takes him 
hundreds of miles away and he's like five years old or so or six, whatever, too young to know where he's from. And so he can't get home and he's lost forever. And so uh, he gets adopted by Nicole Kidman and who is an Australian woman. And so uh, he's living his life in Australia. And so, uh, yeah. And so it's, it's about him basically trying to find his home. And I think it's a beautiful film. It's well shot, well acted, well written and well directed. And um, I'd like to hear what you think of it. Well, I look forward to it. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be. Look, this is this is this is going to be a low stakes uh, battle. I just think it's, I think it's the movie that should have won Best Picture that year, because it was the best movie of the year. But um, I don't have a whole lot invested in this. All right, judgment, folks. Tune in next week when I watch the movie where Dev Patel gets bitten by a radioactive lion. <laughs> Yes, if I was sneaking at a superhero movie. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. All right, well, that's it. Uh, We'll let you go. Have a wonderful week, Matt. Thank you for exposing yourself to me, Travis. Thank you for exposing yourself to me, Matt. I I, I do appreciate the gesture. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good night, everybody. All right, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.